from the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hey listeners, welcome to another edition of Talking Catholic. This is uh, another first for us. We've been rolling out a lot of firsts over the last couple of months. This one is one where none of us are in the same room together. Uh, We're doing a fully um, online recording. We're very hopeful that it'll sound okay, but please forgive us if, uh, you know, it's a few more sound artifacts than usual, but we're very excited about this. And this is a special one. This is a project um, that I've been wanting to work on for, oh, at least two years. And um, what we did was we decided a few uh, months ago that we were going to create a YouTube channel for Talking Catholic. It's actually going to be a part of the Catholic Star Herald, of which I'm the associate publisher. And as, uh, as part of it, we wanted to really create something where we could do every couple of weeks, one or two shows per week, five shows in, in total, where uh, we're going to bring some of our very, how can I put this, well-formed and effervescent people to the, to the front. And uh, you hear some of the laughing in the background at that. And, uh, but it's true. You know, we, we have a lot of talent here in South Jersey, a lot of Catholic talent here in South Jersey. We really want to, uh, to showcase it. And we want to offer inspiration and aspiration to, to the people of South Jersey. And what I found is that in my own life, uh, certainly going to Mass is very important. Um, my, my daily prayer life is very important. But I will say that in this technological world, I've actually found a great deal of comfort in some of the videos I see online, particularly on sites like YouTube. Uh, one of them in particular was, um, was a, a, a channel called Ascension Presents. Uh, it's part of Ascension Press, and there are a lot of uh, notable um, uh, presenters that, that, come up, that, that bring forth ideas that maybe we don't get a chance to talk about in our daily lives uh, that often, uh, but we, it's good to, to get feedback about it. So I have uh, four of our new hosts, one of our, uh, I think she's about two or three months hosts now, and then one of our hosts wasn't able to make it so far. So I'm going to go down the list and uh, introduce a few people. So starting from my right, uh, Carrie, can you introduce yourself? Yes. Hello, everyone. I guess it's your virtual right. because that's, that's right. Not You're kind of right. dead center right now on my screen. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Carrie Denise. Um, might might recognize my voice from being a co-host with Mike on Talking Catholic on few episodes uh, throughout the time, but I'm glad to also be introducing myself not only as a Talking Catholic co-host and also a youth minister in our diocese, but the new host of Youth Ministry Insights, which is the YouTube channel I'll be hosting. So I am really excited about this. Um, It's actually kind of been on my heart in different ways to do something like this, and now to be able to put it out through our diocese is just was the perfect answer through prayer to be able to do this. So um, I'm excited to give insights into youth ministry and, and what it really means to be a youth minister, uh, the, the knit and grit about it, um, getting down into the details of it. But we're going to we're going to start small and then go big. So basically starting at how to start a youth group and going into all the details of what goes into that. So and I'm Car- excited to kick off the and, year with this. And Carrie, before we got on the air, was uh, was saying, Mike, why do you make me go first all the time? Well, in this case, Always. I was. I, I remembered there was a reason why I had to go first, because yours is the first one up. Yours will be oh, uh, okay. That's yours, right. will, yours will be broadcast on January 13th, around noontime on January 13th of next year. So we're very excited about that. Yes, yeah, so am I. 
And then next up is someone who is probably very familiar to our podcast listeners, but our domestic church media folks haven't had a chance to listen to her voice yet. I get to hear her voice all the time as she tells me what to do <laughs> on a semi-regular basis. But uh, Donna Ottaviano Britt is one of our uh, new YouTube hosts. Thank you for joining us, Donna. Thank you. And I am one of Mike's strong-armed hosts, I would say. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my pleasure to be here. Uh, I have been a guest on Talk. Catholic, and it's been a really wonderful experience. I actually haven't been with the diocese that long, about 20 months, and had the great gift of being uh, part of a tremendous small team that brought the convocation of Catholic leaders to enjoy the gospel in South Jersey for earlier this year. And really, the focus of the show will really be around discipleship. How are we disciples to Jesus in the 21st century? Uh, how do we really have that first century mindset as the early apostles and disciples had it? And then how are we uh, going forward as missionary disciples to form others? So there's a whole concept uh, if you think about the culture of the Catholic Church, and that's really about people being able to believe, then they behave, and then they belong. We'd really like to sort of shift that and make people feel as though they belong with us right, that they're wanted, that they're desired, and we want them to be with us. And then over time, they come to believe because they're spending so much time with us. And then they behave, right? They want to do the things that we do out of love for Jesus. So we're gonna spend some time in the show talking with people across the diocese and actually across the nation around what they're doing to be a church that's on mission, that moves outside of its church doors and engages with the culture and engages with those who are most in need of Jesus. So we're gonna talk about all kinds of new ideas with that first century mindset. That's delightful. I cannot wait to watch these. Now, now, Donna, you've, you've uh, as part of your work within the convocation, you're actually kind of used to doing some YouTube videos. Uh, you were actually one of the first uh, of the Camden Diocese directors to really embrace um, you, instead of just sending off an, uh, a mass email or something like that, both in your work with um, with pastors and in your work with the delegates, you were the first one to say, you know what, maybe they need to see my face and, and hear it out of my voice. Have you found that uh, that doing things via video were, was beneficial in terms of getting reaction or getting buy-in? Yes, yeah, I think so, especially as the all the different parish teams were preparing to come to the convocation. Who wants to read a, a lengthy email? No one does, no. you know, and it came really out of my corporate experience was they realized, you know, at the headquarters that most people didn't want to read long and lengthy emails, but we were more than happy to engage with creative videos to get points across or information that needed to be shared. So I thought, well, let me try this. What was beautiful about it was how many people that I knew or that I should say knew me by the time we got to the convocation. So it made it very, very fraternal, collegial, and it was really a wonderful experience by going out through video versus through, you know, extensive lengthy emails that no one wants to read and no one does read. Right. That's that's a spirit, Donna. That's but <laughs> but if you get an email from me, I want everyone to read it. Even though Donna was the only one that didn't read the email I sent to her about putting her headphones on before the thing started. So, but thank you for doing it before we actually got to that was that was lovely. So our, our next host is someone who has kind of followed your lead a little bit, Donna. Um, he, uh, I would have to say, is probably the next most recognizable uh, video host that we have. That's because uh, he's taken to, unlike his predecessor who stayed off of video 
as, as much as he could, uh, Father Adam Chehesky has been using Facebook and Facebook Live, or not Facebook Live, but Facebook videos to really engage with people who might be interested in vocations. So, uh, Father, can you introduce yourself and uh, what your show will be about? Yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm Father Adam Chehetsky. I'm the uh, vocation director for our diocese. So uh, I've been uh, recently appointed. So it's just been since July that I started and uh, uh, it's been a, a great experience so far. Like you said, uh, you've been a big help with John Kalitz and uh, making me look good for the diocese <laughs> and for the people on the uh, the internet. And uh, it is just about reaching out to uh, different people and uh, in a different way, like Donna was saying, uh, just having that personal kind of touch of, of inviting people and uh, to think about a vocation and to see the joy uh, of our seminarians and the different things that we do. And uh, that's the hope for my YouTube channel is to really uh, take a deeper look into uh, my life, um, not my life personally, but to meet some of my family, like my mom, and uh, to see you know, how entering the seminary, you don't really lose a son or you don't lose, uh, you gain such a great family. You gain such m many more uh, sons, as she would say, but also to take another look at, uh, you know, the different things that we do throughout the year. So there's one on the iRace about uh, getting ready to, to run for vocations, uh, uh, life, uh, look at the seminary, um, but also want to talk to uh, different people about their own vocation stories and how they were led to uh, the life of a priest. And it's, uh, you know, every priest has a different story and there's so many uh, priests in our diocese that are willing to share and um, especially with our men, too, as they prepare for ordination and as they get ready for the big steps in their life. It's so uh, important to hear from them and to, to see that, that hope and that future of our church as well. So there's a, a lot of different things uh, that I, I want to be able to do. So hopefully it'll be a, a good channel. And the, the title is What a Life. And uh, it's uh, actually stole from the Filipino community who uses uh, that expression a lot. And you can use it for good things or bad things or wherever uh life may be you can always say what a life but uh, i always think of what a great life uh, a life of a priest is and uh, hopefully that youtube channel will be able to express that and really uh show how you know how um intricate it is and how really it, it is uh, such a part of our own background and how we can share it with so many people and it's a great joy to really uh to really do it and to, to be a part of it so uh, i thank you for for this opportunity i know i've been late in getting a lot of things back to you but it's been a, a little bit busy the last couple of weeks here. that's okay uh, you're in very but, uh, good company none of these hosts except for carrie none of these hosts <laughs> will be getting back to me like, why well, i go first right <laughs> that's well at right. least now we know we have to compete who we have to compete with that's right. Carrie. sorry that's right, that's right. Um, i have a motto get it done right away because 10 other things are going to come onto your desk and your plate right. so you are absolutely going. right carrie that is very true so uh our fourth host um now my pr my the previous people i've introduced have been on the podcast many times over the over the course of the last couple of years but uh the next host has only been on once but uh you, you she's been she's worked within the diocese a couple of ways and some people may have seen her though she's a bit on the retiring side she doesn't push herself out there in, in front of everybody very often uh, it took a little bit of arm twisting to uh to to get her to do that and boost her confidence a little bit but but I'm very excited to introduce Star Martinez. Uh, Star, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hey Mike. Um, my name is Star, or um, officially Estrelita Martinez is my government name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am the uh, uh, young adult director for the Violent Catholic Collaborative. Um, and specifically, I work with Catholic Millennial Ministry right now. 
Um, and my YouTube channel is really just um, pretty much an outlet for young adults so that they're able to uh, listen to um, topics within the church and the faith that are relatable and just make it relatable to their everyday life. You know, things like confession, those things are scary, you know, um, things like uh, feast days and within the church that maybe not a lot of young adults know about, um, you know, just certain topics that will make everything a lot more understandable and just brought down to their level and just make it more interesting um, for them. Because right now we're facing a lot of young adults who are just disinterested and really just want something um, that just makes sense to them. And so I really hope that this is an outlet for them to kind of just sit back and say, oh, well, you know, maybe faith isn't really a bad thing. Or, you know, the Catholic, you know, Catholic Church, my faith is really important to me. And, and by learning these different things, I'm hoping that they're able to just um, become more interested and more involved in their faith and become empowered as young adults within the church um, because they can, ha they can make so much change. Um, really, um, you know... I have a lot to offer as young people. And so my hope is that this will empower them um, to really just, uh, you know, to get involved. And, you know, you, you're you sort of working that demographic. And, you know, I think Donna and, and the rest of the crew and, and Carrie and, and Father Adam, uh, actually all of our hosts, I don't know why I'm calling them out by name, <laughs> might, might, agree, might agree with this, is that um, you're in that, you're working with that, that danger demographic that is the most likely to walk away from the church. Correct. Um, where Correct. you've just left high school, you're, you're no longer under your parents' thumb, and mm -hmm. it's so easy, and historically this is proven true, it's so mm -hmm. easy to, to walk away from the church unless there's some anchor bringing right. you back. I was right. fortunate. I, I happened to become friends with and then start dating a woman uh, who was very tied into her church, never really ever left because she had been part of um, the Newman House at Rowan University. And then she had this very strong group of friends who were very Catholic. And, and I, I'm convinced that I would not be where I am today if it hadn't been for me meeting that woman and then eventually marrying her, but, but just as importantly being within her circle um, that, that brought me to, that brought me back. Um, and what I've, you know, what I found was that it wasn't as a young adult, it wasn't so much the mass that mm -hmm. saved me from mo moving away. The mass will always be important. I'm not suggesting otherwise, mm -hmm. but that the mass is one element and the, and there requires a great deal more. And I'm very right. excited that your show is going to be dealing with those young adults because I know how tricky it can be. And they need they yeah. need good content and good role models mm -hmm. to be successful. Mm -hmm. Not that the other, and that's not to suggest <laughs> that the other demographics don't. Uh, we just know that the young adults are in the danger area. Yeah. So yeah. The, our fifth our fifth new host, unfortunately, could not make the the call tonight. She was called away at the last minute. Uh, her name is Alexis Kiefer. She goes by Lex. Um, her her show, she has a very unique backstory, which there is no way I can possibly do, do justice to it, other than to say that she has had a lot of medical issues over her life. Matter of fact, one just recently that's pushed back her start date a little bit for us. Um, she has um, several chronic issues that she's learned to to not so much overcome as much as um, learn to embrace and, and make them part of her of her daily life. Um, she's a brilliant young woman 
very, very strong in terms of her f- spiritual formation, but also very understanding of the world. And because of her of her life, she sees things in, in the world f- far differently than, say, a jaded, bitter PR guy would. Um, and I'm, I only met her once, and I was so taken with her that I really thought it was important that, uh, that, that she might be someone that other people would receive inspiration from and her stories and the, and the manner in which she views the world. So I'm not going to go in a great deal into her show. Her show will be uh, debuting later in the year. Um, hopefully it'll be sometime in January, but it, it might be pushed back to February and March, depending on when she's feeling better. But I'm very, very excited about her joining the lineup as well. And then finally, our sixth co-host, our sixth YouTube host has actually already had a show. Her show started a couple of months ago. Um, she, now, she is currently in the Dominican Republic, and her phone is currently <laughs> muted. So we don't know how... Uh, it, oh, no, I'm sorry. She, she's back. She's back. Okay. She's in the Dominican Republic. So I can't guarantee how great the sound quality is, is going to be, but I'm very excited to have her on. She's also one of the co-hosts of Talking Catholic. Uh, her name is Marianela Nunez. And her show that's been on for a while is Compartiendo to Don, uh, a show that I, uh, I help produce with her. Um, now, for everyone else, all of my other hosts, before I, I let her speak, uh, because I might not get a word in edgewise afterwards, um, I'm going to tell you that it took two years of working with Marianella to uh, finally get her to agree to do this show. So it, it may, we've, you've all been basically working on this idea for about four months, but for her, I, I tried twisting her arm for a long time. And... And once we finally got it up and running, it's been stellar. We've been we've had one screw up with on my end on a recording thing, but we were able to salvage the audio. But she's how many episodes are you in there? Actually, I, before I get into that, Marianella, introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marianella Nunez, and I am uh, you know the co-host. Uh oh, did we lose her again? That was quick. <laughs> well, she wasn't wrong. She she is the co-host. Whatever else she was going to say after that is is even more. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll catch her back in a in a second. Oh, there she, okay. I'm actually watching on my screen as she drops in and drops out. You there, Marianella? I am here. Can you oh, hear me now? Yeah, we we heard we heard up to. I am a co-host. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I am a host co-host for Compartiendo Tu Don, and um, basically. In this show, we are trying to reach out more to the Hispanic community and to sort of like um, extend our arms as the Diocese of Canton of the things we're doing and of the things that only that we are doing as the diocese, but also the things that people are doing uh, in across the diocese, like in different parishes, because that's where really the action happens. And I am really thrilled that I accepted Mike's uh, suggestion to start this show. He uh, pushed me hard to start get it start, started, but basically, um, I feel so happy to to be doing something like this uh, for the Hispanic community and for the Diocese of Camden. It's been a blessing, and I love working with my producer. <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> good to hear. Spanish, he's learning. I hope all the so. other hosts are listening to this. Butter me up, all right? Uh, <laughs> you get more stuff that way. Um, Marianne, uh, how many how many shows have we done now? Uh, I believe seven. Seven shows, okay. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's Spanish language only. And we are going to do number eight on the first of... Uh, the January first is going to be in the number eight. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's an important one. The the eighth episode, we we talked with Rod Herrera, who's the director of the Office of uh, Child and Youth Protection, 
Um, we do, we've done a lot on in the English side, English language side, with really promoting all the work that the Catholic Church does to, um, to protect young people in our parishes, in our schools, and in our ministries. Um, but sometimes because of, I, I will admit it, my communications department is uh, primarily Anglo. We don't have a lot of Spanish speakers, so it's hard for us to create a lot of content that the, the, the Office of uh, Hispanic Ministry does a very good job, but certainly they're also very much tied up in, in other work as well. So one of the th reasons we created this YouTube show was so that we could bring a lot of the stuff that my office does to promote the work we do in the diocese for the, not not for, but it's all English language, primarily English language. We wanted to make sure there was an outlet for Spanish language and something that we could really, really push and move things along. And, and I have, uh, as you have all learned, I have um, a great deal more um, influence in twisting people's arm out of my office. So, so having an outlet in the Spanish community, or Spanish language community, I think is is important. Um, Marianella, can you talk about some of the guests we've you've had on the show? Oh, and you you might want to mention your co-host. He's pretty good too. Well, of course, very important. Jose Rodriguez uh, is uh, my co-host, and we have a great time together talking uh, to people across the diocese and uh, you know the different ministries where they are and how they serve. And the meaning of compartiendo tu don is like sharing your gift. And we all always ask people what their gift is and how you know they're sharing it uh, with, with others and with our church. So um, it's, it's been a wonderful experience. I think people are enjoying the show. It's a little bit long for like, you know, a video show. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. You know, our um, typically when, we, when I came up with this idea of doing these YouTube shows, um, I had it in my head for them to be about mm, five to ten minutes long. Uh, no set time. That's the beauty of doing things online. You don't have to have a set time. Uh, but for Compartiendo Tudon, it actually is a, a bit more of a marriage of a YouTube, show, a YouTube show and an interview show like Talking Catholic. So whereas the rest of these YouTube shows are, will be between five and ten minutes, Marinella's show uh, has gone between 20 and 30 and actually... <laughs> You're getting much longer, I've noticed. I think every episode has been a, a few minutes longer than the previous episode, Marinella. But I think I'm okay with it. Yeah. I have to keep watching our timer, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but the guests have been good. You've had Women Religious. You've had Andres Arango, the director of the Hispanic Ministry Program. Uh, you've had uh, a couple of priests on. Um, so yeah. the, and, and, and the difficulty for me, of course, is even though I made a New Year's resolution in 2019 to learn Spanish, uh, yes. I have not been successful. I have, however, <laughs> been able to, as being your producer in the room, I've used osmosis to learn a, a few Spanish words, but uh, I really need to. I really need to do better. I, so I downloaded a new app, um, Marinella. I down and I was using. Good. Uh, I was using Duolingo, <laughs> and now I'm using uh, Babbel. So I'm going to give Babbel a try in 2020. I have to check it out to see how good that is, Mike. <laughs> okay, it, it says it was high, it was highly rated on uh, um, on uh, the iTunes Store, so I figured I'd give it a try. Mike, I have to invite your listeners because if they don't speak Spanish, uh, the last show we did with Edward Facenda, who is the choir director for Saint Joseph for Cathedral Parish, uh, he sang a beautiful song that even if you don't speak Spanish, you'll be able to enjoy. So please uh, check it out, people. It's Compartiendo Tu Don on YouTube. Yeah, I'm that, sure Mike is going to post all those links oh, on our website. Absolutely. So, yes. So so the next question I have is sort of like, 
a question too is, well, why are you doing this? Now, I, I have my own feelings about um, YouTube show and what's called new media. Traditional media would be broadcast television and newspapers. New media is basically everything that happens online, primarily the pod, this podcast, for instance, um, you know, the YouTube shows, things of that nature. So particularly to carry, and, well, once again, I'm not, why am I breaking this down? Carrie and uh, Star, um, you both work with young people more frequently and younger people mm-hmm. than, than the rest of us on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that things like YouTube shows and social media are stronger avenues than other ways of communication, or, or and in addition to communication, but uh, other ways of educating young people? Yes, <laughs> it's mm-hmm, like the only if you don't te- if you don't have some kind of texting app to reach mm-hmm. them, you're not reaching them, or unless yeah. you're on they're not answering you or anything. No, they're not going to read an Everything's email. Everything's by text, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, even yep. you know it's that's, putting stuff on a story. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's got to be instant. Yep, instant. They want to see it right there, right now, and you know, and available. It's got to yep. be right, mm-hmm. right there, readily available. That makes a lot of sense from the communication standpoint. What about the education standpoint? Have you found that uh, young people are more likely to watch, um, you know, uh, a YouTube show as opposed to a DVD or Netflix or a television show? Yeah, um, they're real big with YouTube. Also, I would say like Netflix series. That's mm-hmm. you hear a ton about the different Netflix series they're mm-hmm. into at this point, what they're all the binge watching and mm-hmm. who knows what else that they have going on. But definitely, definitely YouTube is, um, it's a great outlet because you're just able to create anything you want and in a way that is relatable to everybody. Um, so yeah. And accessible. It's right definitely. there that they could just find it. I'll get you know, asked different questions about, um, you know, did you put this out there on YouTube yet? Because we'll film like little skits of our, our at our retreats or on different events. And they'll say, did you put it out there yet? I want to see it. I want to access it. Or where's this video from 2015 that I was in? And I'm like, oh, my God, look on our channel. It's on there somewhere. <laughs> so um, they definitely want to go to it and access it like right there on the spot. And so that's what YouTube does offer. It offers them accessibility and right away. And, and that's the beauty of it is that it's always up there. You know, it could be three in the morning and they can't fall asleep. And, yeah. you know, or you not even just youth, anybody. And you could just go and access that and watch a couple of videos and be inspired in the sense what yeah. we're doing as a, as a diocese with these YouTube channels. And I think that's really great mm-hmm. to be able to offer that because, you know, um, there's so many other options out there on the internet that they could be watching or mm-hmm. in particular youth and adults who, who we work with and, be able to offer something that can give inspiration that's the best definitely and there's this there's this thing called the youtube black hole where you just get sucked in you click uh, on one video and then there's the next video videos. and the next one so how great would it be for you to click on one video and then by some chance stumble upon ours and then then start to get you know interested like oh these videos are pretty cool so you know it's a pretty probable for it to happen you know you know that's that's exactly what my game plan was i I have an 11 year old son and really the reason i started really pushing this is because i found that not he's certainly not addicted to youtube but he will spend more time on youtube than even me and i i will admit i've been down that black hole many a time Mm -hmm. um but he'll do it the same way and and what i found was he was coming back at me with really good content like he's he's finding a lot of edgy i don't get me wrong I know that the internet, for all of its 
all the great things you can find on there. There's a lot of dark things you can find on there as well. Mm-hmm. But I've been very pleased where this here's the sixth grader and his buddies, and they're finding like a lot of science stuff, a lot of educational things, a lot of faith things, a lot of history. Uh, which which I was like, you know what, these kids, and they, and I don't have to tell them to do it. Yeah. You know, he's there. It's so interesting that they're finding it themselves. Um, so it's the onus is on me, and by default, you guys, uh, to really create uh, spe- outstanding content, really really useful content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm curious, Father Adam, your seminarians uh, have they been? Uh, do, are they YouTube and new media devotees as well? Are there are there things that they're particularly <laughs> liking to look to, to see online? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. And, you know, there's a lot of good, a lot of good stuff, like you said, especially, you know, when we look like back in the past of like Venerable Fulton Sheen or even Robert Barron and uh, Father Mike Schmidt, they all have put out a lot of good quality and in short segments, you know, and that's, uh, I think, as uh, uh, Carrie and um, uh, Star were saying about the importance of just having everything kind of condensed where, you you know, you're there for, for a purpose and, you know, you you're there for a couple minutes and it just keeps your attention long enough where you're able to really, you know, those seeds are planted and, and helped. And I know uh, YouTube has that helped me in a lot of ways, whether it's fixing things on my car or fixing things mm-hmm. uh, of technology. You know, there's always great instructional videos that are always available and, and right there at our, our fingertips. But to have something that can give you a, a great sense of that, that spiritual side of things and being able to, you know, just get like a little uh, piece of something is, is so important. And it does you know, keep you going into uh, hopefully not that black hole, but hopefully into something that is going to, uh, you know, really, like you said, uh, make ourselves better, you know, kind mm-hmm. of uh, promote our, our ourselves um, through through our faith and just having that great uh, connection and being able to reach so many people in, in this time of uh, uh, technology and mm-hmm. our uh, community. And it's just, uh, I think, a great example. And I know our, our, our seminarians would, you know, in, in the seminary, we, we used it a lot uh, just to, you know, for, for homilies and things like that, you would get online and you would be able to hear, you know, different takes on things. And uh, especially with the Spanish language, uh, yeah, I know I listen to it a lot, uh, trying to pick up <laughs> things and especially in, in homilies and to see the way they deliver things, to see the way that so they're happy. able to share things. It makes, uh, it makes a big difference to see, you know, their approach to it and how, you know, I have to kind of, you know, follow that example and, and try. It's not, not easy to imitate their examples, but it's, uh, you know, it, it does give you uh, like a goal to strive for. And it gives you a lot to, Your to listen to. Your Spanish is great, Father. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poco a poco. <laughs> <laughs> little by little. We're, we're, we're getting there. I'll have uh, to have you in my show. Uh, yeah, necesito uh, practicar con ustedes y uh, uh, practicar mucho más en el futuro como Miguel <laughs> y su... Uh, all right, you, you've just talk, you've just talked yourself into a guest spot on the, on the show. Matter of fact, so I, I, might, I, I might make you the what, producer. What was that app again, Babel? I need to get that because I don't know what he said. So Donna, I speak, I, oh, go ahead. Go I ahead, speak Father. perfect Spanglish, so it's, Spanglish. Uh, it comes into. <laughs> we can do that, Father. I'm sorry for my right. connection. <laughs> so Donna, you know, you're our resident uh, dealing with uh, adults on a more regular basis than, than young people. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit um, that, you know, when you were sending out your video emails that people seem to be more likely to respond. Um, have you, in, in your work with the delegates uh, to the convocation and since then uh, the parish, your parish interactions, have you found that... Um, 
new media has a place or are our older uh, Catholics still sort of, you know, reading off of paper, you know, the <laughs> Philistines? <laughs> well, they're a little bit. You know what? I think it's quite a blend. Right? So if you look at everyone that participated in the convocation, we have a blend of delegates. Uh, some are actually quite media savvy, which is very helpful to us, right? So a lot of these, um, how shall I call them, middle-aged adults uh, are actually doing a lot at their parishes and actually with themselves in terms of how they're promoting their work, even using the other social media platforms. Like everybody's on Facebook, right? We know the young people are not on Facebook. It's where the kind of the um, middle-aged folks are the more, how shall I say, I shouldn't say middle-aged, the more seasoned. Seasoned, uh, yes, that's <laughs> what I use all the time, seasoned. Yes, more seasoned Catholics are in um, Facebook and other places. And I think um, once we promote this YouTube channel to them, I think it actually would be very helpful to them because everyone is trying to figure out how do we engage the culture? How do we move outside the doors of our church? And I think this will be very helpful. So, for example, the delegates now, they had a chance to meet each other, certainly at the convocation. There's now five leadership, lay leadership teams that overlap the clergy deaneries, right? So, and they have loved being able to come together in that environment and share their ideas. This actually will allow the sharing to go even further, right? So when we begin to highlight the work that's happening, you know, I can see so much synergy, even with all of my colleagues here, Mike, that you have pulled together to host You know me, I'm all about synergy. So... Right. <laughs> well, it's good. You actually know what the word means. Um, but hey. I'll just leave that. Hey. <laughs> but I really think there's a lot of overlap. So Father Adam is talking about vocations. I also talk about vocation. The vocation of the laity is to bring God to the people. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's really what we talk about. Who do we talk about the most are the unaffiliated. Right or our young people that are at risk, whether they're in youth with carrier, whether they're young adults with star. Um, I help, I too have a uh, Spanish language deficit, so Mary Nella was very helpful as we headed into. Oh, thank you, God. So, I have uh, I had the Duolingo, I had Babel, I had Duolingo. I just need to have a little bit more time and probably someone to chat with um, to check what I'm doing. So, but I think from uh, the this YouTube TV channel, I think it allows us to get more ideas, more exposure of what our people are doing, but also I've lined up a number of guests over the next couple of months from outside of our diocese to come and be on the show, to share what they're doing, because it's different. Because yeah. we cannot continue to do what we have always mm -hmm. done. We're still Catholic. We're not changing the teachings of mm -hmm. Catholic Church, but we have to find new ways to engage here in the 21st century. So I often will talk about what is your personal mission? You have been uniquely designed by God to accomplish that mission. and. How do we go forward and live our baptismal call around discipleship and missionary discipleship? So I actually think it's a very exciting time to be in the Catholic Church. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, awesome. I agree with you. I, I am. I've been very excited to see. Well, how can I put this? Um, so I've been asking these questions because you know I, I have the benefit of going around the diocese a lot, and my and my role is the director of communication. So I'm always taking pictures and doing videos, and you know publicizing things left and right. Um, one of the things, so there were there was one other element of what I was doing or what I was seeing as I went around, and that, that actually was the Hispanic ministry where I would go to these events, um, and unlike in Anglo masses, um, uh, English language masses, I would go to these Spanish language masses, and everybody was on their phone, but not in a bad way. Uh, they were all live streaming 
Like every, like, and I don't mean <laughs> like high-end, high masses, as well as just your average, ordinary Sunday mass. People were live streaming things left and right, oftentimes the homily, but other things as well. And I kind of realized that, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not old school by nature, but I did grow up in an old school way. And I, and I realized pretty quickly that we couldn't rely on just doing what we've been doing all the time. So, you know, for Star and, and Marianella, have you found in, you know, in the Spanish language cultures that, that there's a greater appreciation for, for seeing things on social media and interacting on social media? Definitely. I, I, I totally think um, that's the case, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, people, uh, one of my desires with the show is that sort of like the, the name guys becomes more like, you know, something that people understand in the, the Hispanic community, because sometimes people don't think about the Catholic Church thinking about diocese. They think more like, you know, about their parish and their local church. And so I, I want to bring that understanding that, you know, we are a global church that in that diocese is sort of like the mother of all the little churches we have in the diocese. The Hispanic community, it's really, um, you know, they, we love videos and we love sharing. And, you know, you go to a mass and if you look at everything, it's, it's beautiful and they want to share it. They want to share it with their friends, with their family. And it, it, I think creating content that is Catholic, that is promoting our church in a different way, it's really important. And it's a, it's a way to get more Latinos to sort of like uh, stay with us. And, yeah. and it's very it's a very important ministry. What do you think, Star? Um, I also think it's uh, it's super important only because a lot of people, especially a lot of Hispanic um, people who have family maybe in different countries or, you know, who they're not near and they're able to, let's say they're at mass or at or maybe, for example, Guadalupe, um, you know, a lot of them have family in Mexico. And so the only way they're able to connect with their family is through live stream on Facebook. And so it's very vital that we stay connected Um you know, through social media and stuff like that, because that's maybe for some people that is their only way to connect yeah. and to share their faith through video or, you know, pictures, stuff like that. So, um, you know, yeah, that definitely. that makes a lot of sense. And even that was something I hadn't considered before was it mm-hmm. was you're absolutely right. The Hispanic culture um, still predominantly or not, I don't know, predominantly, but still a, a great uh, element of uh of recent immigrants to the mm-hmm. United States. And, and that's right. tr- very true. It is a great way of, of streaming something back. The other thing is, you know, the, I, I go to a lot of Latino masses. I was just at the, um, uh, the Our Lady of Guadalupe feast mm-hmm. uh, day masses and say, listen, I, I know that um, as someone who came out of the English language masses, that there's sometimes a reticence to go to a Spanish language or bilingual mass. But one of the beauties of it is Spanish language masses are a lot of fun. There is a mm-hmm. lot of energy. There is a lot of joy. There is, and there is a lot to show. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we fall. I think we fall into traps in um, English language masses where it becomes rote. I was at a mass just recently. I won't say any more details, but I was at a mass <laughs> recently, and it, it was not a funeral mass, but it was solemn and sullen. And it is not, and all I kept thinking was, I had to take pictures at it. All I kept thinking was, man, this is going to be really hard to promote online because nobody looks like they're having a fun time. Um, and I'm not, and to, if I, you were to ask me why that was the case, I don't know why that was the case. But I've been to the uh, Filipino morning masses during uh, during the Christmas, uh, the, the Simbag B. 
Mugabe. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it, man, they're a blast. And there's always a ton of food afterwards. So, you know, I, I think it might behoove us to be, uh, you know, particularly in our English language masses, to be a little more joyful in them. How about Donna? I mean, this is sort of falls into your line of work. Have you been pushing uh, the idea of showing some joy during our, our public ce- celebrations? Not just the mass. I mean, all of them. I mean prayer services, so, anything. And I often, so I've had the great privilege of running a number of missions across the diocese since the convocation. And we spent some time talking about joy, right? Because we should be joyful because of what we know, what we understand, what our relationship is uh, with Jesus. And so there is much to be joyful for. And I often will say there is nothing worse than a dour Catholic. Mm. Why would you want to come and be with us if we are not happy and joyful people? We're also the people of hope. And we should look as though we have some hope. Yeah. Right. So in all of the different things that we're trying to do across the diocese, all of these really wonderful people doing some really yeoman's work in the parishes now to create a different kind of an environment. Really, it's about being joyful. And that, what do people want? So if we look, what are people most afraid of in the world? They're afraid of being rejected, of not being accepted, of not being loved. And so let us, with an open heart, with a joyful heart, bring others to us. And we need to be joyful people if we're going to attract them. Because we can't necessarily, we need to make people thirsty. You can't make them drink but we can surely make them thirsty mm-hmm. by being joyful, by, by attracting them in to what is good and what is true and what is beautiful. And I think that's us. We just don't do a good enough job of sort of radiating that to the outside mm-hmm. world, if that makes sense. It does. Sure. Yeah. And it's also the reason you uh, six were tasked with this job is because I've I can never be one of these hosts because I admit I'm not one of the joyful ones. I realize that. I know my limitations. <laughs> but I also know that it's important to showcase joy. And um, and I think all of you do it in your daily lives on a regular basis. And I'm, I'm really very excited to see what kind of shows you bring forth. So I'm going to go down the line again and ask you a couple of questions. Carrie, um, oh, can you give us... Carrie's always first. <laughs> That's, of course. <laughs> Thank God. Always the guinea pig. Um, Carrie, can you give us a taste of like what's coming? Is you you actually unlike my, yeah. I only required um, twelve shows out of everybody over the course of twenty four weeks. You gave us an entire year of programming that you like <laughs> Sorry, to. Sorry, guys. Yeah, this is why you go first. Um, well, you want to? Can you give us some examples of some shows you're yes. you're hoping to bring so forth? So first, I want to give credit where credits due. And um, when you asked me, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to think of like a year? Well, six months, and then end up being a year's worth of content. And I was stressing over it. And I said, wait a minute, I got to go to my greatest resources, which are my youth, my young adults, because I do run youth and young adult ministry. Um, And the young adults that are currently in it have mostly come through the youth ministry program. So I held two meetings on two different nights and invited them to come and just chat and say, hey, what comes to mind when you think of youth and young adult ministry, when you think of the ministries you've been a part of, what would be interested for other people to hear about? that are interested in starting a youth ministry program in their parish or enhancing their one that they already have. So they just, oh, it was left and right spitting out details of different things. So I was able to come up with a year and, you know, we start off with the basics, um, basically introduction, who I am, my background in youth ministry, and then foundations of youth ministry, how to get a youth ministry started. Then we go into marketing youth ministry because let's face it, you got to market it, you got to sell it in a way. 
Um, some of the other things, we're going to do some series. So one of the series is going to be on how to run a retreat. We'll plan a retreat, run a retreat, and execute it um, within the faith. That's a three-part series. So that's going to be coming up probably around March, uh, which is I planned it that way because we have a big uh, retreat in February, at the end of February. So I'll be kind of just coming right off of that. All the details will be fresh in my mind, and we'll be sharing that. Um, how to lead core teams of youth within the youth ministry program that could be leaders to the other youth groups because youth ministry is not just high school it's not just middle school it can start younger and as we know it could go older to young adults um you want me to keep going keep going no, a few more I, I, is I don't, that enough well, uh, is just, it just give people a taste uh, just, <laughs> okay. I, I appreciate that you unlike some of my hosts i have everything Sorry, figured guys. out <laughs> the, um so donna what about you uh, can you uh, talk about some of uh, your shows and maybe some of your guest hosts that you're happy uh, look, or, or uh, not uh, your guests, not guest hosts, but guests you're planning on having on? Yeah, so we're going to go out to the parishes uh, because we have some really beautiful work that's happening in the parishes now to really create this environment that help parishioners see that they have a, their baptismal call called them to be missionary disciples too. Everyone has to be responsible. So I want to tag on to something that um, Carrie just said is that in the space of youth, you can't just rely on having a youth minister in your parish. The whole parish is responsible for that. Parish, you're right. right? Mm -hmm. Everybody is responsible for the young people. It will be the same way in discipleship. You can't think, oh good, other parishioners are doing things. No, no, we're all in, right? There is actually great responsibility in baptism. And that is, are we living radically for Jesus? And then are we forming other disciples for him? So there's some really great and unique and innovative things that are happening around the diocese that are simple. They're not hard to do, right? To begin to engage people and give people a sense of community and have them be part of our parishes. Because the statistics are, even with new people that join a parish, individuals or families, inside of 12 weeks, if they do not believe they belong, they're gone yeah. and we've lost them, right? So what are some of the ways that we can think about what are all the avenues of people into our parishes? How do they cross our threshold and who is there to meet them? Because our people come to us all manner of ways, mm -hmm. in wounded ways, in joyful ways, and how do we engage them? So it's really gonna be about engagement. So we're gonna, we're gonna highlight parishes. So I've got a couple of uh, lay leaders that are coming on the show. I've got a couple of really great and very excited people that have converted to Catholicism after mm -hmm. long you know, mm -hmm. lives lived in other faiths. So they're coming to join us. We also, so far I have committed Chris Lowney, uh, who's the author of Everyone Leads, mm -hmm. which is the book everyone read to prepare to come to the convocation. He's gonna join us sometime in March around the one year anniversary. And then we're gonna uh, line up some guests that are coming from outside of our own diocese to highlight some of the work they've done to give us ideas. Because the, the intention is not that we would replicate anybody else's work. This is not about a program because programs don't change hearts necessarily. They deepen the faith of the convicted, but we need to find new and different ways to be, to do joyful outreach. And mm -hmm. so we want to give people ideas around what's possible. That's awesome, Don. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to all of the shows, but uh, knowing what you have coming up, I'm, I'm definitely mm -hmm. looking forward to that. Father Adam can uh, now. Father Adam chose. He's actually uh, got all of his episode titles uh, figured out. And <laughs> wow! They, and, but he's. Uh, could could you tell us about your episode titles a little bit, Father Adam? <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of stole them from from different songs. Uh, that uh, music is always. 
constantly playing, whether uh, walking or in the car, you know, um, it was something that I, I really grew up with as well. So I kind of stole it from this uh, 90s TV show called uh, Grounded for Life. All their uh, episodes were named after songs. So I said, you know, this would be a, a good idea. And this would uh, kind of get me started to think about things. And uh, uh, it was uh, just a lot of different, you know, different songs that I heard or different songs that I like growing up. But they all related to the, a lot of questions that people would ask me or people would ask um, while promoting vocations, you know, different things about, you know, what did your family think? What is it like uh, in the seminary? What is it like uh, getting ready for ordination? Um, what are some of the assignments or what do you guys do for fun or do on the, you know, to, when you're not in class or when you're not uh, in church, you know, what's what's real life like? And um, so I really wanted to give like that different side, but also to give, uh, you know, a, a, a good perspective on it so that people I mean, it's not going to answer all their questions, but it'll, it'll give them, a, I think, a, a bigger uh, insight on the things that do happen and the things that, uh, that go on and how it is a joyful life. Like you said, it's one that's full of uh, great things. And it's not something that, you know, is, is always great, but it's something that, you know, we, we, we love to do and that we, we uh, continue to do uh, always with the, the, the help of God and the, the Holy Spirit guiding us constantly. But, you know, I, I hope that this, uh, this channel kind of, breaks things up and kind of shows people the, the many different sides of what it means to, to have a vocation to the priesthood and how uh, our communities, our families, our friends are all a part of our journey. and They never leave us. And there are people there that kind of encourage us and keep us uh, always grounded in a lot of ways, too, and keep us always, uh, you know, focused on, on what truly matters. And that is finding that that happiness that God wants us to have. Yeah. Uh, do you happen to recall what any of the songs are that you're? Oh, yeah, had a, uh, "Born to Run" that was for the I Race one. Ah, that's good. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Welcome Home Sanitarium that was the from the Metallica <laughs> days. That was for uh, I figured that was a good one for uh, the seminary, just getting the seminary life. Uh, Mom, I'm coming home. Uh, that was um, definitely for the one I wanted where I'm interviewing my my mom just to get her side to see what what she thought of the journey. Um, so there was a, a couple other that I can't recall, but I know uh, those are three you know, great I was trying ones. to get. Yeah. So it's all different, you know, different uh, times and different uh, different reasons to listen, I guess, to those uh, songs. But, so, um, so Star, what about you? Do you have uh, some ideas about what your uh, episodes might be? Yeah. So um, like I said earlier, um, it's just uh, something I want to do for the young people so that they're able to understand some topics easily um, and, you know, broken down a lot more um, in a practical way that they can, you know, use in their daily lives um, and really just understand. And so, um, you know, in January, I'll be talking about, you know, questions that maybe some young adults face uh, throughout their faith journey. And I'm going to invite a couple of the young adult a uh, couple of young adults that I know who would be really perfect for this, who have, you know, been through the question phase, through the, yes, I'm on fire phase, and mm -hmm. everything in between. Um, and then uh, once Lent comes um, comes into the picture, I'm going to start talking about Lent, um, things that you can do to prepare, uh, what young people can do to prepare, something practical for them uh, that makes uh, sense. And, um, and then once we get back into ordinary time, talk about, you know, what is your purpose, uh, your vocation as a young adult, you know, in the faith, um, how to love uh, as God loves, you know, that right now um, we're going through a time where there's so much hate um, and judgment and, you know, so much chaos and how to kind of uh, 
incorporate your faith into that and how can young adults love in a culture of judgment um yeah. a lot of judgment um and then we're going to come into pentecost and how can we share our gifts as young adults what can we do how can we uh, share our gifts uh, to our parishes to our community um ways with, that we can serve more and in the summer, I'm not really sure yet. <laughs> we got time. We got time. Like, we got time. And we're playing time. So. And you know, I, I do hope that the the six of you will steal from each other on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, <laughs> by all means, feel free to appear on each other's shows. Um, this, you know, the I much like our podcast. I, I like to think of YouTube as sort of the wild, wild west in the sense that there really are no rules. the The only rule you ever have to really adhere to is. The, the rule of respecting your audience. Um, it's the one thing we can't really control ourselves in terms of who our audience is, but we can always respect them and get feedback from them and you know read the comments and, and understand and talk to people offline and, and see, you know, are we hitting the mark? Are we not hitting the mark? You know, I, I tell everyone you know, the most important lesson um, that I ever learned with having the podcast was making sure I listened to it after it was done um, to see, well, for one thing, just how many of a uh, hundred times I will say the word um during a podcast and see if I can <laughs> knock that down to 50. Uh, you guys are fortunate. Uh, you guys will be submitting your files to us and myself and John Kalitz will be going through them and editing them. So unlike the podcast, which I do virtually no editing on, uh, your shows will be doing uh, quite a bit. So they'll, they'll be a bit more polished than they, they are. You'll each have your own logos. You'll each are going to have, and these are things you knew, of course, but uh, you're all going to have your own um, uh, social media channels. The, um, the YouTube channel is going to be a one primary channel. It's going to have all the episodes on it. And that'll be, uh, right now it's called YouTube, uh, Talking Catholic YouTube. Uh, it doesn't have a, a vanity URL yet because we need to get 100 uh, subscribers to, to do that. But we'll be, we'll have, eventually it'll be YouTube slash uh, Talking Catholic. Um, it'll, we're actually also going to be looking to build a dedicated website. So you'll go to that one website and you'll be able to find all of the shows at the same time. You'll be able to find the Talking Saints podcast, the Talking Catholic podcast, uh, Compartiendo Tudan, and and your five shows as well. So we're really looking forward to it. We really want to, our, our goal was to create sort of a um, regionalized EWTN. <laughs> something that's uh, available for everybody. We, we certainly would love to see this become uh, out in the real world every place. But, um, but we also know that uh, people in South Jersey and New Jersey in general, maybe Philadelphia, will take an interest in it. I can tell you that uh, Father Adam, um, you know, we're able to track on um, our, our podcast where people are listening to it. And uh, historically, one of our biggest li- listenerships is in Rome. So we know our seminarians are <laughs> listening to the show. They, they actually tell us that it, it helps with uh, homesickness every now and again to hear, uh, oh, man, to hear some familiar voices on <laughs> the podcast. So I, I think uh, I, th- I suspect YouTube will have the, the same effect. So uh, we got about 30 seconds. I just want to thank you all for, uh, for agreeing to uh, we're recording this late on a Friday evening while my hosts decided to join. Uh, Marianella Nunez, I've had to mute you because uh, some a lot of sound was bleeding in, so I apologize uh, for, for having to do that, but thank you very much for joining us from the Dominican Republic. And Donna has to run to uh, some sort of event she's hosting in her house right now, so we gotta, we got to tie things up right now. But thank you all for coming. I hope everybody has a, a wonderful new year, and I'm really looking forward to this hitting the mark. And the first one comes out on... January 13th, 13th. it'll be Carrie Janice. Good night, everybody. God bless everyone. Thank you, Mike. God bless. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs)